sing along to a point if you know the words, <laughs> but only to a point. This might be one of my. This might be one of my favorites so far. <laughs> this really might be one of my favorites. It, so first of all, it's a really, really good version. But second of all, it's it's, it's such an inside joke that I love it. It's so good. Like I, I feel bad trailing it down. So we're just gonna let it air for a second. But man. You know what the 8-bit sound means. It must be Tuesday. It must be live on Twitch. I am, Tuesday. I am you Chris. Know what that means. <laughs> you, that, yes. I'm also Chris. Yes. yes, I'm sorry I talked over you because that was perfect, and I <laughs> screwed it up. So, uh, uh, And uh, we are, as always, to our left, your right, your friends, with benefits, all new episode. The... Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I like how you always refer to it, and I may have actually just cut off your joke, uh, that we're your favorite podcast, favorites podcast. Yeah, we are your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, because we are the number one highest rated podcast on the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network, which has grown by one. We're going to talk about that here in a minute, but also uh, going to be growing by at least one more here soon, but we're going to get to that in a moment, because... You know us. We are your friends with benefits. Heard in 19 countries, coast to coast, nationwide, across the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network with our four-digit listeners. That's all I can divulge at this point, industry secrets, but which we appreciate very much for your patronage. All new episode. It feels good to be back. I know we talked, we gushed last week about how good it was to be back, but it is good to be back. It is, it is. And uh, apologies, no beer of the week this week. I'm a, a tad under the weather. Yeah. No COVID. Got that clarified, no COVID. Um, but yeah, tad bit under the weather, so it's uh, water and cough drops for me today. That's okay. That's that's for the best right now. Um, you know, it. Uh, you got to take care of you, especially right now. You know, uh, you got to be very careful. Uh, with everything going on that uh, impacts your immune system. So when you're sick, you got you to do everything you can to get better. So that's what I told you. Uh, you know, your health is the most important thing. And that includes boobs. And boobs are pretty high up on the list. And boobs so, are pretty high up on I the list. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. But well, Butts, too. Yeah, butts are pretty high up on the list. Uh, and that's going to uh, put a pin in that real quick because <laughs> we're going to get back to that. In just a minute, because we have a long overdue thing that you and I are going to have to do real quick. Uh, that is an, is an interactive uh, segment on the show that people at home can play. Um, but uh, um, before we get to that, like I talked about, uh, the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network has grown by one. And we are so proud to be able to officially announce that uh, right now on the TN2M Shows app and on iTunes and wherever else you get your funky, funky, fresh podcasts, we are so proud to be the the uh, the, the distributor. We're home now of Before It All Starts Again, again, hosted by oh, our yes. friend, hosted by our boy, Jason, we are so proud, so happy uh, to welcome him into the fold of the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network family. 
And we finally got him. We've I know. We've only been trying since he started his show. I know. We have been courting him for a long time, uh, sending him uh, gifts through the mail to try and woo him over to our side. And we finally got him. Uh, so you can him nudes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even after he, we could think of. even after he told us to stop, uh, oh, yeah, we kept, kept going. going. Yeah. Oh, that only encourages us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he is now officially part of the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network. So you can hear his show on our app and uh, through all of our social media, uh, all of our postings uh, every Friday. So every Friday we get a new episode of Before It All Starts Again, again. Again. So uh, I'm super psyched. Uh, I've been I've been working on this for a while and we've been going back and forth for a while. And uh I knew it was coming for a little bit, but I, I, I couldn't I couldn't say anything. Um, but man, it's it's good to have him as part of the team. Oh yeah, and I was so excited when you told me. And his new uh, his new show art looks great. Yeah. And I know we've said this countless times before, but I I, I still don't know how he does it by himself. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like I I will I will go ahead and tell you this. Um, uh, Earlier today, when you were like, man, I'm just not feeling great. And I was like, I always, of course, like we always say, and I always mean it, you know, uh, real life comes first. Like if you're, if you're Mm -hmm. sick, if you're whatever, like the show, the show comes second. Um, and because there are other things that obviously take priority. Um, and in the back of my mind, I was like, well, it's going to be a super short one because I'm, if I'm doing this by myself, like it's going to be short as hell this week. But, um, so, um, but no, you're here and I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean to say that to put undue pressure on you to, to be on the show if you're not feeling well. I mean, I, I I knew, uh, I mean, I've known you for a long time. I know, like, I, I, I know you and I know that if I'm under the weather and you know, I've, I think we've both had to bow out of episodes before due to yeah. illness, but this is so mild and not really like overly uncomfortable. So, I mean, I'll be fine. I'm actually going, I'm going back to work tomorrow. I took all of today off. So, well, but you know, you know good. It, it's, it's how it happens. And you may have to bear with me opening my cough drop bag here in a moment. Though. Oh dear Lord. Oh God, you just tell me when you're about to do it and I'll just hit mute on your microphone switch so it won't go through and then I'll just hit it again and it'll be fine. No, I like having the natural. See, that's the thing is a lot of people like I'm in, this is going to come as no shock to anybody, but I'm in uh, like several uh, podcaster groups and everybody talks about like editing stuff to death and like editing out all the uhs and the ums and and spaces and like background noises and putting it through processing and filtering and all that stuff and i'm like i i would rather i would rather hear a show and hear like life going on around it and not have it it like sound like it exists in a vacuum you know no yeah for sure i mean it's I, I want it to feel natural, and especially with the kind of show we go for, having the like conversational flow and everything. I, you know, if we went through and edited out all the ums or yeah stutters or like moments <laughs> of silence and that kind of stuff, it would it wouldn't feel like us. It'd be an eight minute show. Yeah, 
because we exist on word crutches. But no, I, I, I kid, but no, I like, I'm okay with hearing like, you know, I don't, I don't care if, you know, oh, that sounds like someone's air conditioning just came on. Oh, it sounds like someone's driving by outside. Like, I, like, who cares? Like, it's, it, it doesn't have to sound like it exists in the vacuum of space and, you know, you don't hear stuff going on. So, you know, I'm not dumb enough to think that, you know, the people that I'm listening to on a podcast are, uh, you know, they, they are in, a, in like a soundproof chamber and nothing gets through like, no stuff happens. If you yeah. got pets, mm-hmm. pets come through and, and stuff like that. And that's okay. And the only things we're going to cut out is, you know, the couple of times the police have knocked on my front door or, you know, the hooker in your room woke up and that's yeah. the kind of stuff we have to edit out. Or, you know, if one of us has to, before we were going live, if one of us really has to go to the bathroom and poop, well, you know, we'll pause the show for five minutes. Yeah, we will. Uh, that was me. That was me. That, yeah, that's happened before. <laughs> True life. If you want to know what the, the glamorous behind the scenes goings on of this show are, there you go. There's just a small glimpse. And before we get to the the big the big thing that I, I got to unload, uh, I got to unleash this off of my chest. Um we got to we got we got to take care of this because we've been talking about this for like for months. Okay. I think I even sent you a draft of them like before Thanksgiving. I have to get this off my chest. Might be something someone can answer one of these questions. That, yo, oh my god, yeah, that's true. Uh so so uh, uh and to to answer uh the question from our buddy uh actually from our buddy Jason in the chat uh, about talking while you're on the toilet. I don't do anything. Like no one is allowed to talk to me on the toilet. Like I I'll use my phone and stuff, but like I I will not like verbally communicate with anybody when I'm on the toilet just uh, as a side. Absolutely side-up. not. Uh I won't. I won't do it. Uh, it is, you know, you don't talk to me at that point. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I'm weird about bathroom stuff. I don't know. It's a weird thing for me. <laughs> That's when I talk to my, <laughs> I'm not touching that one. I can't, I can't do that. Uh, so we've been talking for a while. Like we, uh, uh, we have a, uh, a, a double entendre show name and we've had porn stars on the show. And, uh, so we, we, we had been talking for a while about, uh, about having guests <laughs> take a, take a sex quiz when they come on the show. Oh, and we had kind of laughed about it and, we kind of, we, we just kind of laughed about, Oh yeah, that would be funny. And then we never did anything with it. And then one day in like early November, mid November, I just sent you a text with like 10, 12 questions on it. Like out of nowhere, like no context, no anything. I was just like, boom, I sent it to you. And to your credit, you were not uh, taken aback at all. You were like, Oh man, this is, this looks great. Like you, you didn't, you didn't miss a beat. You were just like, yep, this is great. And I was like, all right, so we need to do this. So, uh, in anticipation of the fact that in a couple weeks we start a brand new, brand new quote unquote season, we start year two. Yay. Uh, I thought it might be fun 
if we go over our questions so that people at home can play along, we can, we can answer them if we so choose. I feel like we should, I feel like if we're going to ask people to do it, we should have to answer them too. What? I, I don't know though. I don't know. We'll see. No, 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 <laughs> you can no. Keep it a secret. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, so, uh, 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 uh. so this is, this is, uh, for, for guests, uh, or, you know, if you want to listen and, uh, and take the quiz, uh, we'll read out, I'll read you, like, I'll read everybody what I sent you and we can decide if we want to adjust any of them or, um, you know, keep them as they are, change any of them, anything like that. All right. Okay. This is the uh, Friends with Benefits guest sex quiz. And you get a point for every yes answer. I think yes is what we're going for, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, So we'll start out. And uh, have you ever made love in your parents' home? It's an easy one. Most people, that's a, that's a, that's a, I'm still like, uh, you know, uh, when you're growing up, that's probably a yes. Uh, We start out easy. Have you ever had uh, a one-night stand or sex with a stranger? Uh, Have you ever had sex in a car? Uh, Have you ever had sex in a public place? Wait, hold on. We'll have to clarify that one. Okay. In a public place. Okay. Because... I like legitimately one of my high school friends lost his virginity in a car in a park parking Ooh. lot. So, but I would say, I would say he only gets the car point for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like if you're in, like it would have to be like outside in a public place, like outdoors in a public place. I feel like that's, that's correct. Uh, like that would be the, the way that have to do it. Um, uh, now they get real fun. Like, cause those are like, those are like the easy ones. Right. Uh, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Real quick. I don't know yeah. if you're looking at the chat right now. Okay. Uh, Matt, can I, can I read that on, can I, can I read that out loud? <laughs> I just, I just need a yes or no really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to know if we can read that one out loud. Yes. Sweet. Uh, Matt wrestling said his was in a car behind a nun convent. Oh God. I hope that's true. I hope with every uh, fiber of my being that that's true. I, I, I know Matt well enough to say, yeah, that's true. Oh my God. That's awesome. This, this, this is already, uh, this is already a great quiz. This is, this is fantastic. Um, all right. So those are like the easy ones. I guess also the next one uh, is also an easy one. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. Hold, Hold on. No, Hold on. No, I'm not going to read that. But that was my brother's 18th birthday. Oh, my God. Wait, your brother? My brother, yeah, he had a birthday recently. Oh, yeah, sweet. Happy birthday from the Friends with Benefits podcast. We'll be celebrating that half birthday soon. It's coming up. It's coming up. The half birthday is coming up. Um, I think also in the easy category is uh, have you ever had a homosexual experience? I think that one falls under easy. All right, so now we go into the medium uh, or, or yeah, I guess medium was, would be next. Uh, have you ever engaged in a, uh, in, in three way sex? Now I have the lonely island song stuck in my, right. Um, and have you ever had sex while you or your partner, depending on who it would be, uh, was menstruating? <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. And next would be, have you ever, uh, I guess for the purposes of this, we'll call it, uh, give yourself love uh, in front of others? And have you done that today? Not in front of others, but have you have you loved yourself today? <laughs> uh, that sounds so much grosser than saying we masturbated. That's that. That's why I wanted to do it that way. It's oh, kind of yeah. gross. Um, and uh, I believe the way that I formed the question was: uh, Have you ever had sex in the bad place? Which is the exit. Oh, knocked, on, e- knocked on the back door. Exit, not an entrance. Um, have you ever had hot interracial sex is a fun one. Uh, and then I think the last one, uh, the last one is, uh, please, uh, to the nearest five or 10, please estimate your total number of sexual partners. And I think that that is officially, do you have any that you want to change or add or remove? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, I just saw Matt's recent recent comment as well. Oh my god! Like, okay, listen. If you if you don't if you don't stream the show live on Twitch uh, every Tuesday night, you are missing a separate show in the chat because the chat like there, there's an ongoing chat. Um, uh, there's an ongoing chat during the entire show that you are missing out on. That is that is a world all of its own. And I love every bit of it. Uh, uh, Matt, I'm going to need you to move your Tuesday night stream to <laughs> like Wednesday nights. So you don't have to leave our chat. <laughs> right. Uh, on Snapchat. I think on Snapchat counts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it I does. Would say so. I think anywhere, I think anywhere does. So uh, just know that uh, guests, uh, as many guests as we can, that come on the show, we're going to make them take the quiz when they come I on. I wish so. we'd been doing this when we interviewed uh, the two people from the Brady Bunch. Oh my god, yeah, the two kids from the Brady Bunch. Yeah, oh, they would have to take the sex quiz to be on because it was Bobby and Cindy. Like, yeah, it was the yeah, it was the two little kids. It was it was the two like the two youngest who, yeah, like yeah, they um, yeah, they would have to take. T- you, you know who would have been great is, uh, first of all, Steve Dash would have been an amazing sex oh quiz uh, response. Uh, his, his responses would have been freaking incredible. Um, but uh, Tony Moran would have also been fun. Um, but anybody who yells out, fuck you, I'm famous, would have great <laughs> answers to the sex quiz. Uh, so... So uh, keep that in mind uh, as we bring on guests uh, to the best of our ability. Of course, you know, some of them will just not be willing to take it, and that's okay. Uh, But we're going to see what happens. And we're going to lie and say that we took it on air so that they feel more comfortable taking it. So um, there you go. That is official. So you have no changes? You have no, uh, you know, no additions? Nothing else you want to know about? Nothing right now. Oh, what about, what about, okay, I have, I, have a, I have a question. Okay. I have a proposal for one. Okay. What about, have you ever been filmed or photographed Ooh. while having sex? 
Ooh, I like that one. Also, is it is it weird if we ask the age people lost their virginity? Ooh, no, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. fine. I think that's a good question. We'll add that to the list as well. And then, and uh, so yeah, um, uh, if you uh, if you want to be on the show, you take the you take the quiz. It'll be great. So if you want to be a guest, two seven zero eight eight three sixteen seventeen, and you can take the quiz <laughs> right here on the air. And the problem is, I'm going to tempt. Like at some point, we're going to do something like that, and I'm going to tempt somebody by. Um, like by saying, um, oh yeah, just, you know, join in the conversation and then someone's actually going to do it and it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be real awkward and, and funny, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that's, that's the official, we, we've been meaning to do that for like three months, four months at least. So now we've got that done. So. Uh, oh. Sorry, there's a uh, also in the chat. Sometimes it pops up, and uh, there are banned words that I have to approve um, because the words get used that uh, automatically trigger the filters, uh, and that one of them just popped up. So uh, uh, there you go. But I approved it. I'll allow it. I'll always allow it. <laughs> I will always allow it. Um, and when in doubt, I will always allow it. So now that that's over with, we got that, we got that officially proclamated and done. And, uh, so we can move on to other business now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I have, um, two things right off the top, right off the top of my head that I got to I've been dying to talk about this with somebody and you are a captive audience. So you're going to hear it. Uh, so while we were gone in like the, the three ish weeks we were gone, uh, I watched a lot of, I watched a lot of movies. Okay. And some of them were seasonally relevant. Some of them were not. Um, most of them were movies I had already seen. Because that's kind of my thing is like, I will, I, I appreciate and I, I enjoy the, the comfort of stuff I've already seen versus, uh, you know, trying to find something new that, that I might not like. And so a couple like, I, I watched a bunch of movies over our break that I'd seen before, but it also allowed me to see them in a bit of a different way. And so as I watched some of these movies, I started to notice things maybe that were there, maybe that weren't there. But what I've done is I've started to come up with these like conspiracy theories for movies that I've seen a million times. Like I'll I'll give you the classic that, that everybody, that everybody knows but now I fully buy into, and then I've got one that's a bit like out there. Okay. So holiday classic home alone. Okay. I am now 1000% 
cannot be convinced otherwise, firm believer of the conspiracy theory that Uncle Frank hired the wet bandits to rob Peter McAllister's house. Oh, absolutely. Because, go ahead. Well, like, and, and it's like I picked up on stuff this time, like watching it over our break that I never picked up on before because like that was in my mind. And so I started to see, stuff. and there's some stuff like if you look up, like this, a couple people have made videos and they make like a bunch of real big stretches. Like, um, you know, Frank has this elaborate plan that like, he's, he's the one that knocks out the power and shit like that. Like that stuff's crap. I don't, I don't agree with any of that stuff. How would he knock out the power? Yeah. It's from a, France. They just, they just like, like they're like, Oh, well, you know, he, uh, like it wasn't a, it wasn't a storm. It was uncle Frank that caused the power to go. It's like, shut the fuck up. That's not what happened. It's very, very basic. Like much like, like all the great plans. It's very basic where, you know, he hired them because, you know, Peter is obviously very wealthy, very well off, uh, can afford to take a, his entire extended family on an international vacation on the holidays and you know uncle frank is obviously a cheapskate like when uh the 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 pizza guy shows up and he's more than happy to take the pizzas but when the guy's like 112 122 50 and he's like oh it's my it's my brother's house he'll take care of it and like you know he's he's uh all i have are traveler's checks uh tries to steal the um the uh the champagne glasses i'm out Time out. One Go thing ahead. real quick. Yeah. I just want to touch on this real quick. Is anything more outdated than traveler's checks? I know, right? Where he's like, all I have are traveler's checks. Like, what? They're just as good as cash. No, traveler's checks are, yeah, such a weird concept. That, like, that, that's one of those forgotten things that, like, a lot of people, it's kind of like, it makes me sad to know that uh, if you showed a lot of kids uh, the uh, like a, a three and a half inch floppy disk. They would say that it's a three D printed save icon, and they wouldn't yep. know like really what it was. It's that kind of same thing. Like if you were like, "Hey, please, please to describe a traveler's check." Uh, I, mean, I, I lived through a point where traveler's checks were used, and I still don't think I could like. I still don't think I could fucking no. tell you what one was. Yeah. I literally honestly could not tell you what the difference is between a traveler's check, a money order, a personal check and a certified check. Like I could tell you like a couple of differences, but like, I don't know how a traveler's check differs from the rest of those. I don't, I have no idea how I don't, I'm in my thirties. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what a traveler's check is, what it does, if you can even still get them. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a bunch of like elaborate, but like, so, you know, it, but, but there was a moment, there was a moment that sealed it for me that I believed this conspiracy theory. I wonder if we're going to have the same moment. It's okay. So, um, uh, Joe Pesci. Okay. In the beginning, when he's dressed as the cop, he stands like literally at the base of the stairs. He does not really enter the house, like barely gets out of the uh, like the entry entryway. Right. Because that's where the pizza guy shows up and they're standing there. And 
you know, they do not actually like physically enter the house. So there's a point where, uh, as all of the, the lights are coming on and, uh, it's like, it's one of the first times you see, uh, the wet bandits in the van and Harry is, uh, describing the McAllister house. And he's like, it's got safes full of, you know, cash and jewelry and this and that, all this expensive stuff, VCRs, TVs, all this stuff. And there's no way that he could have known any of that from where he was standing in the beginning of the movie. Yep. No way. How does he know that they have it when they get there the first time and he's like, no, oh, we're going to go around the back. How does he know they have a back, like the back down through the basement? Yep. He has no idea unless somebody fed him that information. Frank, we have different, we have different moments. Really? What was your moment? When the rest of the family is shown in France and Frank comes in eating shrimp cocktail. <laughs> yeah. And he is just so calm. Yeah. Because he wasn't expecting Kevin to put up the fight. Right. He was expecting basically they were going to tie Kevin up. He'd be fine. They would rob the house. He knew or he thought Kevin was in no real danger. Yeah, that's true. So that's why he was calm. Everyone else was freaking out. And he's like, they're not going to hurt him. The house will just be robbed. No one will even like he's like, no one will. even. He thinks he's going to help get away with it because, you know, they're going to find the kid tied up. No one's going to be worried about anything that's been stolen at that point. It's, oh, my God, our son has been tied up for days. Right. And that's worst case, because best case scenario, he's just going to run out of the house and go somewhere else. Yeah. And he won't even be around. Um, but like that moment where they're on the plane and he's like, I left a pair of eyeglasses at home once. Which shows truly how um, how sociopathic Uncle Frank really is, because he sees people as um, as interchangeable as a pair of eyeglasses. Oh, yeah. Especially Kevin, just because he didn't like him. And, and have you seen the deleted scene? Mm-mm. Uh, where, uh, where it's, it takes place in the beginning and it's one of the only times that Kevin and uncle Frank are like the, uh, they're, they're on screen together. Like they interact with each other. It's one of the very few times. And Kevin is like afraid of like, he, he's, he's nervous cause he's, he's trying to pack right. The beginning where he's like, I don't know how to pack a suitcase and he's trying to, um, you know, figure out how he's going to pack. And, uh, like he asks Uncle Frank, and Uncle Frank is like, "Oh well," and he he pants Kevin, and and he just he like he laughs and walks off, and so you're like, yeah, like he first of all he's a piece of shit, he's a weird quasi sex offender because he's pantsing a little a little boy, uh, and um, you know he 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 does he genuinely does not care about Kevin. And so I think, uh, like, like it was that moment where they're sitting in the van with the wet bandits are sitting in the van and he's like, he calls it, uh, uh, Harry calls it the silver tuna, which I've never heard that, that expression before ever, but he's like, Oh, that one's the silver tuna. Cause that's the thing is, is like, they are in that neighborhood for that house. 
because, yeah. because he's like, he's like, oh, that's the one. He's like, that's the one we need to get to because that's the one. And like, yeah, you can draw that conclusion because like from the outside, it's a big house. But if you actually look at the other houses that surround it, uh, like in real life, those other houses are pretty big too. And they look, they look big from the movie. Like they, they're all nice houses. So there's a reason why they have targeted that house. And I think it's because uncle Frank wants them inside. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he was absolutely, he was the mole on the inside that was like, we're going to Paris. So no one's going to be there. You got to just take a bunch of stuff. You rob it. It's great. Um, like watching it back and seeing some of those moments, I'm like, there's no way that that's not true. Yeah. And when you said Home Alone, I thought you were going to go with the one of the dumber conspiracies. And we won't even really talk about this one. Did you know there's a sect of people who think that Kevin McAllister, Kevin McAllister turned out to be the jigsaw killer? Oh, yeah. No, that's dumb. Uh, that's dumb. I don't think that's true. I don't think that one extra is Elvis. Uh, I don't think John Candy is the devil. Um, all those, I think, are stupid conspiracy theories. I don't. I don't buy into any of them. The devil. Wow, I'd never heard the John Candy one before. Yeah. But I just put two and two together. Yeah, because like as soon as she says, "I'll sell my soul to the devil to get home," John Candy walks up. And he's like, "Hello, couldn't help but over here." Yeah. Uh, so that's a popular theory. I don't believe any of those. I don't. I don't put stock in any of those. But the Uncle Frank theory, I absolutely have. So it's a good one. Do you want to hear my? off the wall one that I really don't know if anyone outside of me and a couple friends have spoken about. I cannot wait to hear this. The Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the dead, hot fuzz, mm-hmm. the world's end, right? All take place in the same universe. Okay. Um, the world's end kind of like the aliens from the end of that, which the world's end is far and away the low point for that trilogy. Uh, but they also have a way to cause the zombie outbreak or they release the chemical in London that causes people to start becoming zombified. Um, hot fuzz is kind of like your single safe zone for a little bit because it's so far out in the country. Right. Okay. And then obviously Sean of the deals with a zombie outbreak. So you're seeing a, not like progression, but you're seeing it from three different aspects of the world or, I mean, of one country at that point. you're seeing Sean deal with the like front line of everything that's taking place. Nicholas angel is far enough out where he's not really aware of what's going on in the rest of the country. And then, uh, something King, I can't remember his first name. Uh, Gary, Gary King is the catalyst to basically cause the end of the world. Okay. I can, I could see that. Uh, this may be the drunk ramblings of three men playing dead by daylight on a Friday night, but I can neither confirm nor deny this. Um, but yeah, it was me and a couple of buddies being real drunk on dead by daylight talking about that. So, you know. There it is. Uh, and also, I also really just wanted to talk about those because I fucking love the Cornetto trilogy. <laughs> I've heard that about you before. 
No, no, no. Once or twice. Maybe. Just 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 once or twice. A little bit. A little bit. Um don't like the world in though. Don't yeah. like the world I have only I will be honest, I've only seen bits and pieces. I did not really like what I saw and I never watched the whole thing. It's I got to be honest. It's too dark and too heavy for um Like it's too dark and too heavy for to like really truly fit in with the other two movies. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, uh, fucking spoilers for a seven-year-old, seven-year-old, seven-year-old movie now. Yeah. You know, like the whole thing where Simon Pegg's character had attempted suicide. He'd left Nick Frost's character for dead on the like side of the road at one point. You know, I mean, he's the epitome of the guy who like wishes for those glory days back in like high school and misses like how his friends were and all that bullshit. It's just like, it's too fucking sad. And then it just has yeah. the weird, weird ass ending. So where like the character of, where Simon Pegg's character never really has that like revelation. Like he's unlikable and never has that moment where he really like, where you really turn around on him. Right. So. Yeah, that's... I remember being severely disappointed when I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I, You know that I judge a movie... Uh, one of the one of the, the ways that I judge a movie is uh, how long it takes me to look at my watch. Uh, yeah. Current record holder is uh, Phantom Menace, which is just over six minutes. Oof. Before I was like, oh, fuck, please tell me that oh, it's only been six minutes. Oh. Um, and that one uh, uh, did not really do well on the watch test. Sadly. So, uh, yeah, I've only seen yeah bits and pieces, and I don't really have an intention of you know, watching the whole thing. So. At this point, if you've tried and didn't enjoy it, I, I don't see a point. Like it has a couple fun throwbacks and like a couple of jokes that hit, but I think since I've owned it on Blu-ray, I've watched it once and I bought it the day it came out. About six and a half years ago. Yeah, that's not a lot. That's, and and that's like especially from somebody who uh, is uh, a fan of, of that. Um, I don't want to say universe, but like the creative team. That's, yeah, that's, that trio. That's not a it's not a rousing recommendation. So that's probably not going to convince me to watch it anytime soon. Um, you ready for my, my out there conspiracy theory? Yes. That I believe this is the one that I actually like, I put a lot of work into, um, cause like I did, I did like research on this. Like I, I like dug into numbers and shit on this. Um, 
And I, I firmly believe in my heart of hearts that, uh, um, Willy Wonka from the classic seventies, Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory, uh, rigged the contest, rigged the golden ticket contest two ways, not just one way, but two ways. Number one, he rigged it so that, uh, all, all the winners would be kids. Okay. Number two, for whatever reason, this one's a less, uh, uh, you know, um, less polite to talk about, but also he rigged it so only white kids would win. But we're only gonna Ooh. we're only gonna talk about the kids part because because uh, I like I I I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I looked up the population um, basically by race of the uh, like of the world in the seventies, uh, and it's statistically uh, there's not a great percentage chance that. First of all, all the winners would be kids, because if you think about it and if you look at it, uh, the amount just just purely by spending power and. You know, disposable income, it makes absolutely no. No sense, probability wise, why not a single adult won and found a golden ticket. Because, You're not wrong. because you look at the videos and you see like all the news broadcasts on the movie and you see like adults buying the bars like by the handful, buying like five, six, ten at a time, and the kids using their allowance to buy like one at a time. And thinking purely on disposable income and the rate at which that they would be bought. It is it is very, very statistically unlikely that every winner would be a child and not an adult. And furthermore, I think that he that, that Willy Wonka uh, planted every winner and he hand chose every winner um, as evidenced by the fact that, uh, you know, the guy, like the creepy guy, Slugworth, uh, yeah. like the creepy guy that you think is working against him. And then at the end, it's revealed that he's working for Willy Wonka. And that was like the character test was like, oh, if, if, you know, he, cause he tries to like buy everybody's ticket and then he tries to like get them to be a spy, right? It's a, it's a character test. But when, Charlie, first of all, finds the dollar in the sewer drain and fishes it out, goes and buys a, a candy bar. And first of all, the the guy is like, no, you don't want one of these. Try one of these instead and, and picks a totally different bar. And then before it's even released to the media or anybody it's announced that Charlie has the, the winning ticket. Slugworth is oh, there. Gosh. 
and stops you him. You think Slugworth knew? Oh, yeah, I think Slugworth planted that candy bar at that store and probably planted that dollar in the storm drain because they had, they had handpicked Charlie to win. And uh. so I think, because there's literally zero way that he would know that that, that, that that Charlie had had the ticket at that point in time. And that's how Slugworth always gets to the person before, you know, but, but before the media knows, before everybody knows, before it gets white, like all the way out there. Like you always see him with those people that win. He's like always right there because he knows in advance where they're going because it's rigged. Furthermore, at towards the end of the movie, I got I got more evidence that this conspiracy theory is real. If that's not enough to convince you, I got more. So at the end, when Charlie is is talking to to Willy Wonka, and you know they're like Charlie has won, and they like he Wonka's like going over all the stuff he's he's given like all the wrap up, and he's like, yeah, you know, he, he even says the quote is, yeah, that's why. I wanted to hand over everything to a kid because a kid's imagination is what, you know, this is built on. It's built on imagination and who has a better imagination than kids. That's why the winner has to be a kid. Rigged, completely rigged. I mean, you've, You make a compelling argument because what are you really do? What are the odds that a worldwide that a that a global company like the Wonka Chocolate Factory, which if you take a comparable company at the time, which would be you know around like in the, in the the late seventies, so at that point you would have to take out communist countries because they weren't really trading with the U S at that point, because it was kind of in them in that cold war, you know, post world war two kind of cold war era. So there's several countries that would not probably be able to participate. Um, but really still, if you look at it, like as a, as a global company, I find it statistically nearly impossible that a, the winner that a the winner would be a kid or all of the winners would be kids b that they would all be white kids inside hmm. you know like like close enough that they could get to the factory the defense rests i guess the prosecution rests cuz i'm making the the argument so You're making the argument yeah uh, the prosecution rests, I feel as though, um, you know, there's plenty of evidence to uh, to convict Willy Wonka for fraud, uh, commerce fraud, and interstate uh, contest fraud uh, that you would throw the book at him and put him away. Because I feel like there were, there were, uh, the winners were already decided and that the normal average person did not have a chance to win that contest. 
Damn. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, man. Like, I watched it again, and I was like, motherfucker. Like, there's no way that all of these people just, by chance, won. There's absolutely no way. And then when he finds that in the storm drain, and he goes to pick it out, and he gets it, and then he's, like, on his way home, and the guy's like, oh, well, you know, I am i don't like him, and maybe you should work for me. And it was like, oh, shit. Like, he knew in advance. There's no way he would just happen to be there. Yeah, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Do no. you think... Oh. So I'll ask you this. Okay. Do you think... Slugworth was a plant at all of them. And do you think there were more than five winners? Like if one of the kids took Slugworth up on his deal, he was like, okay, here's my card. I'll call you soon. And then just like never calls him and goes off to a different location. I think, uh, you know how there's, uh, you get to the point where um, there's all of the winners are accounted for and Charlie doesn't mm-hmm. win. And then they later come out and they're like, oh, that ticket was a fraud. It was invalid. It wasn't a real ticket. I think that kid uh, failed the morality test. I can agree with that. And they, they said, oh, no, well, that one's fake. It doesn't have the, the right, you know, watermark or whatever. And they were like, we're just going to destroy it because it's fake. Boom. Because the kid was like, oh, yeah, 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 just give me the money and it's fine. No. And then they were like, oh, it's fake. Too bad. Telling you, I had a lot of time on my hands while we were away. <laughs> hey, no judgment, man. No judgment. <laughs> I had a lot of time on my hands. So uh, I spent time watching movies I had seen a million times trying to come up with other things that I noticed. And one of them is that one. Oh, I was like, I was digging into it. I was like trying to find, um, I was trying to find like work, global populations at the time to try and like, factor out like what the percentage would be that um you know all the winners would be from certain oh god like i was i was in deep man it was it was not a good look for me but you know here we are so i've talked about this before it is without a doubt my favorite urban legend or conspiracy theory. It is probably the largest conspiracy theory in gaming history. Uh-oh. I'm going to say a word, and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, because you've heard me talk about this a few times. Polybius. Yes! It is, without a doubt, probably one of my all-time favorite, like, not even just gaming, probably one of my all-time favorite urban legends and conspiracy theories. The game that did or did not exist. Um, I first heard of this probably the late aughts, early 2010s from a cracked list about video game conspiracy theories. And when I saw, like, Polybius, the game that the government was controlling, I, like, read through it, and it, like, hit me. I was like, I've seen that. Not in person, but I'd seen the episode of The Simpsons where they're in the arcade, and the the only way people ever talked about Polybius was back in the day when arcades were, like, all the rage in, like, the 80s, like, 70s, 80s, and early 90s. If a game was being playtested, it wouldn't have design work on the sides. It was just a black case 
with the font of the arcade game. Right. So, and you know, it's popped up in a couple other things in pop culture. Uh, the one I've, I referenced the last time we talked about this and one of like the biggest, I'll use a wrestling term mark out moments for me was seeing it in summer of 84 when they're at the bowling alley. It's a, it's one of the arcade games there. Um, so the, 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 the legend goes, the, the game was getting play tested in the Pacific Northwest. And every night the arcades it was in, there were, uh, like basically men in black FBI, FBI agent types of people, excuse me, coming in, uh, switching out hard drives in the game every night. And basically that was their way to collect the data. And then there were people who would like, who'd played it, who were starting to experience like headache symptoms, nosebleeds, that kind of thing. And then within like two or three months of the game being released, it's gone. It's never mentioned again. It's never heard of again, but you know, it starts gaining some like notoriety on the internet and like, uh, yeah, not even just the internet. Like, I mean, this has been, I think the Simpsons referenced it in like one of the, early nineties episodes. Yeah, it was, it was, um, it was pretty early. So, but I mean, so, you know, it's been one of those like OG, it, it might be up there with the, and this is going to sound weird. The legend of Zelda Nazi conspiracy. <laughs> uh, if you look at the layout to one of the first dungeons, it's a swastika. <sighs> They changed it for the North American release. However, the angle it's at is following the, um, and I'm not sure if this is the correct religion, the because I think the Hindu religion used it initially. And it was a sign of like peace. Right. Uh, and it's, it's in, it's facing that way. Uh. So, but to go back to it, like, I mean, it's one of those that's been around like as long, if not longer than that, like, what was Polybius? Were, were they using it in like a, of the last starfighter kind of thing? Did it just not play test well? And since it was one of the few games that probably like disappeared quickly, they just didn't do it. Like it's gained so much notoriety and popularity. Like a company bought the rights to the name and released a game called Polybius. That's <clears throat> yeah. Excuse That's, me. That's deep because yeah, I've I've heard you know I've read a lot about it. You and I have talked about it, um, and it's one of those like, where does the truth stop and a uh, a creepy pasta begin? You know? Yeah. And you know they're, they're like, and I thought about because there's there's a couple. I almost touched on the two. Um, Majora's Mask ones. Are you familiar with either of those? I am not. Uh, that Link actually dies at the end of Ocarina of Time. And the final shot of him approaching Zelda in the um, the courtyard is like, you know, his final fleeting thought as he dies, because that's when the game fades to black. And the Majora's Mask is going through the five stages of grief or accepting, you know, the five stages of 
all that. Uh, and yeah. then the other one started off as a gravy pasta and kind of, again, gained notoriety. And it's this, uh, the story of a haunted cartridge from Majora's Mask. But it falls apart within like two minutes of looking into it. So. Yeah, some of those creepy pastas are really good, but yeah, they don't they don't stand the uh they don't pass the logic test. No. No, they don't. But that's okay. No, that's do. that's one of the next things that we need to do is uh some of our favorite like no sleeps and creepy pastas. You are not ready for this conversation with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we only have an hour show, so uh yeah. That's that's that would be the problem with that one is there's considering I have I I have one as a reference tattooed on my body and I'm getting a second one. (laughs) Which yeah, we're gonna need an update on that by the way, uh sometime soon. Oh for sure, for sure. The FWB podcast tattoo mandate. (laughs) For lack of a better term. But yeah, so uh, so that was my that was my break. Is I spent a lot of time coming up with theories like that, um, and um, spending way too much time thinking about them and researching them and watching and rewatching parts to back up my theory. So you know the uh, oh. Also, I'm seeing something online that I'll talk to you about off air that uh, we need to have a subject of things we don't want. Ooh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but, man, like, this, this is the thing that sucks. It's like I, I look down and I'm like, gosh, like, I could talk about this for another hour. But, <laughs> golly, we are. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. I can do the uh, the audio cue at this point. Because I think I think it's gonna fit right here. I don't know if I can. Damn it all. Oh well. Uh, I think I can. It's gonna take me a minute to load. But do do Yeah, that's what. There we go. Okay, hold on. Here we go. That's the one. That's the one. Because, like all good things, like all bad things, the show must come to an end. True. And that's that's the thing I like, is people are, all good things must come to an end. All terrible things have to end, too. But So here we are. Buddy, get to feeling better. That's the plan, my dude. That is and, the plan. Uh, and uh, we will... We'll tackle more. We'll solve more of the world's problems next week. Until then, patreon.com slash FWB podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to support us, see us do more special episodes, more other stuff. We got some special episodes coming up that are going to be pretty daggum fun. Um, but uh, if you want to help us grow, if you want to help us, uh, you know, get more guests, kind of just expand out, that's the best way to do it. Uh, you can like, you can share episodes, uh, leave us a review, uh, all that good stuff. And as always, on all your social medias, hashtag FWB podcast. Um, 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, at some point, I want to debate whether or not we should pay for uh, an Instagram fil- or a Snapchat filter. Gosh, I think I, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not cheap. I'm not against so, it. No, me neither. Um, and as always, if you put us on your dating app, yeah. If you hash, if you put the hashtag FW Podcast as part of your dating app, as like as part of your profile. We'll send you some merch. We'll send you some stuff. We'll send you some fun stuff. We'll give you a shout out on the show. Um, so yeah, we really appreciate all of you guys. Yeah, we got new merch coming for the new year. Uh, so we'll have to put a, uh, a picture up of all of our merch because we've got a lot of merch now. Um, we do. It's a lot of fun stuff. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to put that up because yeah, we got a lot. And uh, if you're really nice, if you're really really nice. We might even throw in some old uh, Talk Nerdy to Me buttons. Yeah, we got Talk Nerdy to Me merch. We got Friends with Benefits merch with, with multiple different logos. We got all kinds of stuff. We got coasters. We got uh, uh, pins, buttons. Uh, what the hell else do we have? Uh, all kinds of stuff. Let me see what's in here. Let me get out the merch bag because we've got the, uh, the Friends with Benefits prize closet. Yeah, we got coasters. We got... Uh, Business card square things. We got keychains. I forgot about those. Uh, we got buttons, uh, pins, whatever the hell those are. Um, there's also some other prizes in there that we're going to be giving away this year, but I can't talk about those yet because we haven't started those contests yet. But uh, we also have more coming soon that I can't wait to uh, post pictures of. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, give us ratings, uh, screenshot of stuff, and um, you know, just you supporting the show, and we'll send you stuff. We got prize packs coming out all over the place, coming out the wazoo. Is that a, people say that anymore? Sure, we do. I'm gonna keep doing it. I don't care. Uh, yeah, Patreon.com slash FWB podcast. Give us your support. Uh, show us that you love us, because. We have low self-esteem, and that's the only thing we know. That's how we know that you you care. Yeah, we have to. We need validation. We're we're not above it. So true that. Um, until then, guys, stay safe, stay happy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Um, we love most of you. Yeah, there's some of you we don't like. Uh, and thank you for being our friends. With benefits.